What was your little rap before? <laughs> I don't remember. It wasn't very good. You don't remember your little rap? <laughs> it was beautiful, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Is that my new career? My The beginning of my rap career? I Yeah, you have a rap career? <laughs> What's your rapper name? You can't put me on the spot like this. No, you have to tell me what your rapper name is. My rapper name? Uh, what's your rapper name? You don't know my rapper name? I thought we were friends. <laughs> oh, mine's Archelli. Oh, right. What's up, y'all? This is Archelli. <laughs> oh, boy. It's good. It's a good rapper name. I don't know about all that. I do. I trust your rapper name, and I believe in you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I will start crying. Just like you. Just like you. you just like me. you just like me. It's something anyone can see. A heart that beats. A voice that speaks the truth. Yes, I am a girl like you. Okay, I don't remember how we start this. Uh. What's up, gamers? <laughs> Ted, and you're listening to Barbie Slaps. Yo, yo, I'm Ray. And today, here's what we're gonna say. <laughs> you have to say, I'm Archelli. Like, no! No! Hi, everybody. My name is Ted. <laughs> I can't say Archelli. That sounds too much like the bad man. Bad man? You know, you know the bad rapper. Oh, Archelli. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a bad man. <laughs> okay. Your rap name is problematic. <laughs> Guys, I'm Ted. Hi, I'm Bray. And this is Barbie Movie Slap. A review podcast. It's good. It's a good. It's a good podcast. I'm glad you could join us. <laughs> Today we will be reviewing the movie, the second Barbie movie. Well, not really the second Barbie movie, but the second uh, CGI Barbie movie that came out in 2002, which was Barbie Rapunzel. I thought that Swan Lake was going to be next, just because it's like the other ballet one, mm-hmm. but. But then they just put this one in the middle. They took a little break. But, you know, like, I'm glad. Did you know that I love this movie so much? It's a good movie. I like the music and I like the weird magic paintbrush that they don't explore. Yes, it's just everything about it is just so... It just makes you feel magical inside. I don't know, something about, like, the nostalgia of specifically the music and the paintbrush and the animation on that. I don't know. It just hits me right good. Right in, right in the feels. Exactly. Do we do, like, story time first? I, like, I think that's what we did. So, yeah, yeah. this is another Barbie movie where uh, we've got Kelly and Barbie, and Barbie tells a little story. The first scene, I, it's important to me emotionally. Um, Kelly is all like, okay, ready, Freddy? And I'm like, yes, I'm ready, Freddy! I also have that in my notes. Oh. She's an icon. I love Kelly. And then she's like, Barbie, what should I paint? And Barbie's like, whatever you want, fam. And she's like, what? That is too much responsibility, Barbie. Oh, mood? Is all like, hey, you want to hear a little story about how painting saved a girl's life? Well, you probably don't want to hear it. And Kelly (laughs) is like, hmm. She just, she tightens her lips and looks off to the side. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Because she just does not have time to be called out like this. Just tell me the life lesson. <laughs> There's not actually a life lesson. Um, there, there sure isn't. So then she's all like, once upon a time in the 17th century um, with dragons and castles. And then uh, the transition, it zooms into the painting that Barbie was painting, which doesn't appear to have anything to do with the story, but it'll come back. <laughs> important, important is that the beginning of the movie is like a credit scene, but it's like, paintbrushes and little art supplies and stuff and yes. like shows the uh workers names and the animators and the painters and everyone and i'm like on the paintbrushes and stuff and it's cute and uh the music uh slaps so the credits are good in this one 
very good. I love it. It makes me <laughs> feel soft in my soul. Oh, yeah. Anyways, so we zoom into the painting, and I did not take good notes this time. But anyways, <laughs> there's Rapunzel. Uh, there's a magic invisible wall that keeps her locked in this castle. She has two friends, a rabbit named... Hobie. Holby? H-O-B-I-E. Hobie. Hobie. Her rabbit's name yeah. is Hobie, and her dragon friend's name is Penelope. Penelope is not good at being a dragon. She is a coward, but I love her. Uh, Penelope is voiced by Cree Summer, who is iconic. I know her voice so well. Uh, she's 10, and she was in Danny Phantom. Yeah, she's Valerie. She was number five in Kids Next Door. Oh, and yeah, she she's was. she's Susie in Rugrats. All very important. Yeah, she's a really good voice actress. I. Oh, 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 and uh, Hobie is Ian James Corlett. Uh, that's it's Captain Candy. He's back. Oh, and- Captain Candy. <laughs> it sure is. Can you believe? Back again. Um- He's going to have more Barbie roles, and we haven't hit his most iconic one yet, so look forward to that. I'm super ready. <laughs> um, Penelope is a treasure. Uh, Hobie is a horrible little rabbit man, but he gets all the best lines. He gets so- some really good lines. At one point, Barbie is all like, he was the most beautiful man I've ever met or ever seen. So he's like, how many men have you seen? <laughs> God. Okay. The animation on him, though, is so... He looks so heavy, just heavier than his body should be when he makes his weird little hops. I, I'm i not into it. You're not into that? I'm not into that in particular. You know who is into that? It's <laughs> named Otto. The entire movie, he is all, like, horny and... God, he's so horny. Specifically, he's all like, I can't wait to eat that, wink. And I'm like, what? What did you just say? And he's all like, holding two forks. And he's like, yum, yum. And I'm like, don't. (laughs) Who's he voiced by? Oh, oh, you want to know who who that he was voiced by? It's who subjected me to those sounds. It's Peter Columbus. It's Pim. It's the same guy. He's playing the same character, but you would never know it because he's doing a French accent this time. But they're like, hey, Peter, would you like to be the annoying sidekick villainous character who has a weirdly intimate relationship with the main antagonist? And he's like, boy, would I? <laughs> what a me- what a dude. <laughs> okay, so our characters are Penelope the dragon, her father who is disappointed with her, but, you know, who doesn't have a father who's disappointed in her? <sighs> His name is Hugo. We've got the rabbit named Hobie. Um, we've got Rapunzel, uh, who is our beautiful girl. And we have I love her. Gothel. And I think that's just like Rapunzel lore because in the Tangled movie, she was also named Gothel. So. Yeah, yeah. She's always Gothel. Um, Gothel is Angelica Houston. She's uh, the the... She's Morticia in the 90s Adam Family movies. She's like an actual actress. I'm so proud of her. <laughs> you know. She does a, some voice acting, but like she also does directing and writing and producing. She's like really talented. Nice. I love her. Um, I thought it was important to note that in the Tangled movie, Gothel is all like, I'm your mother and the outside world is scary. And she, I like, people are weird about that, but I'm like, she definitely did love her daughter you just don't know how abusive relationships work. Like, it was definitely an abusive yep. relationship. She was um, emotionally abusive. She belittled her daughter, and she was like, well, you couldn't possibly make it out there alone. You need me. She put a lot of dependence mm-hmm. on herself, which I might be kind of gaslighting a little bit of that, but also she was all like, she took out any su- outside support Rapunzel might have. She didn't have any support besides Gothel, so she had to rely on her. That movie was good. Gothel did love her daughter in that movie, but also her selfishness and evil and uh, will to never die and stay young forever was a bit more than the kind of love she felt for her child. That wasn't her child that she kidnapped because it was easy for her to <laughs> separate that because it wasn't her actual child. She was like, well, it's fine. Right. Um, This Gothel treats Rapunzel like a servant. She's all like, after <laughs> I, all I've done for you, I, I saved you, your parents abandoned you when you were only days old. 
and she doesn't show Rapunzel any warmth at all, and Rapunzel is ready to just, like, drop this and leave whenever she possibly can. <laughs> right. Um, Rapunzel entangled, who we can just call Raps. Um, Raps was, she had reservations. She, she felt was, guilty she about she leaving, like, and... I'm, abandoning my mother and she's going to be so worried about me and she told me and she warned me about things and I know that the world isn't that as dangerous as she probably said but I know she's just like worried about me and the things that might happen right Barbie Rapunzel is not she doesn't want to take this at all she this Gothel has (laughs) see this Gothel is trying to rule by fear rather than love and it it doesn't work near as well (laughs) yeah okay so anyways those are all of our characters um um, I would like to mention that uh, Gothel's look is uh, iconic. It's like, um, I'm sure I don't know how my ludicrously wealthy husband died so suddenly, Officer Sheik. You know what I mean? Officer, my husband <laughs> was in that house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you haven't seen the movie, it's important to note that the ferret lays across her neck like a boa, and you, he does act like he's dead when he's doing that. It's very good. I'm gonna sleep here, and I'm like, man, I wish my cat would do that. <laughs> oh, same. Um, Otto is also animated, very unfortunately, kind of like poop, you know? <laughs> we get a few Barbie antagonists who get that treatment. It's, I don't, I do not like it, personally. Yeah, yeah, it's bad actually. <laughs> um, so we first pretty much meet Gothel. She comes back and she's all like, "I need tea in nine minutes," and I'm like, "What?" And she specifically wants her tea steeped for six and a half minutes, and she's all like, "That's not how long you steep tea, Gothel." Six minutes, and I'm like, "You want some strong tea, girl?" Yeah. Um, like I do that, but that's because I forget about it. Yeah. So, uh, Rapunzel really likes painting, but she kind of hides this from her mistress. Because when Gothel sees that she's been painting, she has like a little mark on her cheek. She's like, you're so lazy and, you know, just berates her. She digs into her and it's like, oh, that hurts. The passive aggressive, like, just put downs. Yeah, she's all like, did you get everything done? She's like, you waxed the table and swept the floors and did all these things? She's like, yes. But then she finds a squeaky door and she's all like, if you have time to paint, you have time to find extra work. There's a lot of, like, Cinderella-esque yeah. mixture into this movie. Cause I it comes back with the hair, because yeah. the, the hair is not that long. It's just like, it's just like... It's down to half length. Yeah, it's pretty long, but it ain't it's braided. So, but then when it's not braided, it's still the same length because you know, yeah. movies and animation. Yeah. Anyways, so she is making tea, but then there's a bumbly dragon in there, and uh, she almost drops everything, and a spoon goes flying and lands on a gargoyle nose that's by the fireplace, and then magic stairs appear. Okay, the spoon, the spoon is not like hooked. It would not have stayed on the gargoyle's nose. And then they have stone gargoyles inside. And the spoon, this tiny spoon, is somehow able to move this entire stone head and make these stairs go. And I'm just... She needs those gargoyles in her home. <laughs> I mean, okay, clearly. But, like, the rest of it, though. How did that spoon do that? Anyways... Um, so then they go down into this little room, and they're all like, ooh, it's a little room. And she- And it's definitely Gothel's secret stuff, and they start snooping immediately. Immediately. They're like, oh, let's do this. Um, and she finds a magic brush. It's not a magic brush. It's just a very pretty silver brush, and it has the engraving. Do you know what the engraving is? Uh, constant as the stars above, always know that you are loved- uh, your parents love mother and father something like that for your first birthday or something yes and she was all like and it was to Rapunzel which is her actual name um because usually they like change their name sometimes anyways right normally the witch names her Rapunzel but not in this one I'm glad my brain just wasn't making that up and that was a real thing <laughs> so she's like what that doesn't make sense. Gothel told me that my parents abandoned me when I was days old. She was like, hmm, that's weird. And then Gothel was all like, Rapunzel, where are you? Well, because Penelope sneezes because stinking Hobie just knocks some dust in, like right in her face after they already set up that she, if she sneezed, it would be bad. So like, here are 
some annoying side characters, some annoying animal side characters. Penelope is not one of them. For some reason, I only hold love and adoration for Penelope. Well, she's a treasure. I don't know. It's like she's really bumbling and messes stuff up all the time, but in a way that also solves problems because... You know, when when she does stuff like knock over the tea set, it opens the secret passageway. So it it, it all kind of like washes out. Tries to fix things. And she yes. Tries to yes. Help. And she wants to be better. Always. And she knows she's scared of things and she feels bad about it, but she doesn't know how to fix it. Um, she's her- just dummy thick and bumbling and kind of messes things up. That and that's girl. that's relatable. OK, relatable to me. Just just too large. Very clumsy. <laughs> It, you're just fluffy and I love you. <laughs> that was to you. Oh, um, thanks. <laughs> not Penelope. You specifically, Ray. I'm in love with you. Oh, babe. <laughs> um. So then they go and give Gothler her tea and she's like, I guess it's not that bad. It's adequate. She makes a face and then she's like, adequate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 I need to talk about, about Otto. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Do you some... <laughs> Auto beef, you gotta. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> because because she gives her a tea, and he's like, "Oh, my mistress is ready for her nap now. Step to it, girl." And then he's like, "Oh." Mm. <laughs> Your auto impersonation is like impressive. <laughs> okay, so she draws the curtains, and then she's leaving, and Otto gets up, and he's like, oh, allow me, mistress, and he gets behind her neck, and she just lays on him. She, Gotha lays her head on this ferret, and then he covers her eyes with his tail, and he's like, mmm, and I, <laughs> what is this? Um, and Barbie... Barbie just sees this, she looks at it, and then she looks away and slowly closes the door, because that was enough of that. (laughs) (laughs) Why is this ferret so horny? (laughs) I can't. He's really upsetting, actually. (laughs) Um, So then they go back to the secret room to clean up, because they kind of made a mess before, because Penelope sneezed. And then that bastard rabbit boy, he does something... And he, well, he and Penelope are arguing about something, and he's like, oh, I see a very large hairy spider. Like, not even, like, just like that. Like, not even shockingly. And Penelope jumps and knocks his hole in the floor, and he just laughs, because he's a horrible little rabbit man. <laughs> I don't hate him as much as some things I hate, but... Because he gets such good lines. Like... him. He's kind of a, the most forgettable part of the movie, like... Out of the main characters. I'm all like, oh, right, there's a rabbit? Oh, yeah. You, you know Sophia the First? Yeah. You, you know you know my favorite show? Yeah, um, your favorite show. They have, like, the exact same character, just, like, this really unpleasantly animated, like, really hungry rabbit. What? And I, I wonder if there was some inspiration from here, because it's the exact same character. Anyways... Okay, this is a side tangent, but when Tangled first came out and we saw it, my aunt was all like, that horse was the same as an Eldorado or in some- Oh, no, the horse was the same as the, um, in Frozen, the- But she was like, those are the same characters, the moose and the horse, and I'm like, they have completely different personalities. (laughs) Get out of here. Honestly, like, the horse cares about justice, okay? Maximus, he's a beautiful boy who cares. It's all like, this is my human, and I want to eat some carrots. Um, yeah, exactly. They're totally different. They're both kind of doggish for being, like, not dogs. And that might have been it, too. Right. Ugh, we should just have a special episode where I rant about the dragon movies. <laughs> Anyways, back to it. They go back to clean, and then she knocks a hole in the floor, and Barbie is all like, well, it's okay, we can fix this. And then she's all like, what? It's a secret passage below this secret room. And then she's all like, I'll be back. Double secrets. And Penelope is too thick to fit. Then she walks along this tunnel and she ends up in the village. And she's like, <laughs> this is not even that far away. And also, everyone's super nice. Why doesn't Gotha let me come here? Right. 
she speaks to some townsfolk. They're very nice. She goes to like this little orchard and she's hanging and then Oh, oh, oh. She a man tries to give her a pastry and she's like, Oh no, thank you, and walks away. And then we get an extended shot of the baker with his customer service style still plastered on his face. And he just like looks down at the pastries with his soulless empty eyes, and I was like, Oh mood. Um Sorry, continue. Work the other day and and I was all like, sorry it took so long to come unlock this stuff for you. And they were like, oh no, you're good. It looks super busy and customer service is hell. And I wanted to be like, God, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> they come in sometimes. They're nice. Aww. Um, One of them has like bright neon green hair. And I'm like, yeah. Um, um, um. And then she's in the forest. And then like three Kelly dolls show up on a little horse named Botticelli. It's very good. And That's a good horse. They're giving him carrots and apples, and they're all like, well, now we're out of apples. And then they see the apple trees, and they're all like, there's enough for everyone. Then the blonde child runs, and then she falls into a hole. And she grabs onto a branch or something. A very suspiciously circular fit- pitfall trap with spikes at the bottom. Um, And then Barbie is all like, hold on, and then is trying to save her. And the other children run off to get help. She almost saves the girl, and then the girl falls in again, and then... Prince What's-His-Face shows up. We don't know his name yet. This is specific. It's very important that we don't know his name. Um, He shows up and she's like, oh, it's a good thing. And then they chat a little bit. He's like, thank you for saving my sister. And she's like, absolutely. And then the horse is a cock block. And then... <laughs> well, his little sisters are arguing with each other because they're children. And then he has to go. He's like, I better go check on them. Yeah. He's all like, I'll be right back. Don't move. And then she... It's all like, oh, and then the clock yeah, the clock rings. Yeah, oh, it is late. I gotta go home. So how, like, how far is this? It can't be that far because she can walk it. But also, I figure it's a ways into the forest. I think it's probably like a mile out of town. Yeah, that would make sense to me. Okay, wait. I need to tell you some voice actors. Oh, okay. Uh, Katrina, who falls in the pit, the blonde one is. Chantal Strand, uh, she's Kelly. Yes. She's always Kelly. That's her, her thing. Good. Um, Whereas Kelly Sheridan is Barbie. Right. <laughs> One of the girls is Melody, and she's uh, Brick McKellop, who is the scary godmother girl. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, Hannah. Um, the best one is Lorena, who's Jocelyn Lowen. Uh, she's got, like, some anime voice credits. Um and our our unnamed prince boy is Mark Hildreth. He's uh, going to be several other love interests in the Barbie movies. Uh, he wasn't in the first one, but he's he's going to keep coming back. Oh. He's so he's like kind of our one of our Ken boys. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, just like Kelly Sheridan and Chantal. But um, it's important to me that you know that he was also the weird guy in Netflix's The Hollow. Oh, like the weird, weird guy? Yeah, that's that's just what he's called in that show. The weird guy with the scarf. Yeah, that's his, that's his name in that show. I really like that show. The weird until guy. Until like the last five minutes. <laughs> if anyone wants yeah. to a cartoon recommendation, The Hollow was very fun and has some good trios, Um, but just don't watch the last five minutes of the entire show. <laughs> I, like, the concept isn't terrible. It's just, I feel like it wasn't executed that well. I don't know. There, I feel like I need more, and this is important. Um, it's also do another season uh, very easily, right? Yes, exactly. But anyways, um, Mark Hildreth, he was also um, <laughs> Prince Dev in Dragons Fire and Ice, which is a computer animated film for two thousand four. Uh, that, but been <laughs> probably since two thousand four, so I don't <laughs> remember it very well. That movie has set my standards for all f- high fantasy following it in my entire life. <laughs> we should it's have like... the movie. I remember like the ending song is really catchy or something. And also, I remember specifically in the credits, it says no dragons were harmed in the making of this. <laughs> God, I love that movie. It's so good. <laughs> it's like, it's like Avatar a year before Avatar came out, except it's not very good. <laughs> except the it's beautiful. Avatar or the cartoon? No, I mean the, the show. They have elemental powers, and for some reason it just reminds me of it. I don't know. Anyways, she's all like, I gotta go home. Oh, uh, uh, Mark Hildreth tells her that, uh, the pitfall was made by the neighboring king, uh, King Wilhelm, because they have a blood feud, 
And she's like, well, couldn't you just talk it out? And he's like, no, see, that's what a blood feud is. You just, you don't do that. He's like, you just fight with blood. You don't try to talk. And she's like, that seems weird. And he's like, yeah, right? <laughs> he's like, maybe you're right. Huh. Yeah. And then she's running home and then we see Otto in the background. And he's like, <laughs> with little ferret sounds. I have Wilhelm, Evil King, and then Otto was a snitch. <laughs> he sure is. So she goes back to her light tower room and she's all like, it was so fun. He was so attractive. And <laughs> Rabbit Man is all like, you have never seen a man before in your life. Please get higher standards. <laughs> and then Gothel shows up and is all like, so where have you been? And she's like, I haven't been anywhere. And then she sees the rabbit, not the rabbit, the fair, and she's like, Ugh. Otto. Well, because Otto makes eye contact with her and he goes, again. <laughs> and she's like, Otto, you little bitch. We've been got. And she was all like, tell me his name. And she's like, I don't know his name. Well, because Gothel's obsessed with knowing who, what guy she was talking to. And I'm like, I, I've never found out why. Like, she feels like this could ruin her plan somehow, but there's no reason for her to believe that that was the prince. Like... She talked to lots of people. Why does she need to know about this specific one? I just think that that's weird. It was the prince. Okay, okay like, maybe. said something. I don't know. Maybe the location. He was like, we were near the castle. And she's like, what? Mm. That would make sense. So she's trying to figure out if it is the prince or just like a servant guy or whatever. Yeah, maybe. So she's all like, you're lying to me. You have to tell me his name. She's like, I do not know his name, Gothel. I swear to you. And she's like, well... You lying, girl, so I'm going to turn this into a tower with no doors so you can't leave. And Rapunzel is very sad. We're getting some of that classic Rapunzel. Little, we little spice She's of in it. a tower now. She's all like, you can come down when you want to tell the truth. And Rapunzel's all like, but I ain't lying, though. <laughs> she also destroys all of Rapunzel's paintings, which is very sad, because they're very nice <gasps> paintings. She just lifts them and then blows them up with her magic. And then she's like, oh, your little friends are in on it. And she lifts Hobie up. And I did not expect to be afraid of rabbit viscera in this film. Like, she was going to explode like that boy. It's a real fear. And she's all like, no, they didn't have anything to do with it. And then she's like, you guys got to go. You got to go, 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 go. Right. Gothel is not afraid to murder at any moment during this film. Yeah. Anyways, we kind of missed... Uh, the dragon father who is disappointed with his daughter and we've all I hate him so dude. much I've had enough of this dude he needs to support his daughter because she she's doing her support. best um Barbie is he berates every little thing she does and she needs love and support she's not good at fire yet and when she flies too high she gets nervous because it's very well, tall it's because she has, like, a complex that she can't do these things because he's constantly putting her down. Like, it's his fault. <laughs> I hate this man. A little... You got something you want to share? <laughs> we all have daddy issues here. You are... Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Daddy Issue Podcast. <laughs> This is where we cry every time that we watch Sing and that guy's dad breaks out of jail and hugs him. And I'm like, God, I mean, my dad would say he's proud of me. God! <laughs> oh, hey, that was the best dad, was the dad in Sing. I was proud of him. I sure did cry. Anyways, so now she's in the tower and then we jump back to the prince and... You find out he's the prince, and he talks to his sisters, and he talks to his- His brother almost murders him. Yep. Um. His dad- his name is Stefan, we find out, from the brother, and then his dad is all like, did you find the girl who saved our child? And he was like, no, not yet. He was like, well, if you can, I'd like to thank her. And I'm like, that's really nice, dude. Um, and that's about it. And then- Rapunzel has a bad dream where she has really long hair and uh, Stefan is at her window and he says, Rapunzel, let me up. And she's like, I can't come down and I don't know how to, there's no stairs. And he's like, let down your hair. And she wraps it around the pillar. And then, which I'm like, yeah, okay, that would lessen it a little right. bit. But like climbing someone's hair sounds awful. Yeah. Ugh, hair snaps. It sure doesn't look good. So then he climbs up and then there's like an evil large head of Gothel and then she like holds Rapunzel in her hand and laughs evilly and then Rapunzel wakes up. 
As you do. And then she's all like, I... She goes out to the window, and uh, the in the most, like, unexplainable scene in this film, uh, Penelope's dad is there, and he's just, like, flying out the window, and they make eye contact, and Rapunzel, like, smiles at him, and it's the most awkward thing I've ever seen. Anyways, like, why are you making that face, my girl? <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Sorry, I just I just get hung up on these little things sometimes in these movies. And her uh, fancy silver hairbrush is on the windowsill, and then she goes back to bed, and then the Stars Above song plays, and it's super good. I and really we cry. Song. It's, it's touching. Whoever sings that, I didn't look this up, but whoever sings it, we stand. Like, honestly, it's so good. And then there's like a magic shooting star, which I think is the only explanation, because then the a hairbrush transforms into a paintbrush magically, and it's never addressed. Yeah, the shooting star puts some sparkles on it, and then it's magic. And yeah, that's the like the silversmith doesn't seem to be magic. Like it just it does it's not related to anything else in the movie. She just wished on some stars, and then the stars are like, "Oh yeah, dope. We can I can help you out with that." Yeah, they're like, "Here you go, kid." Um, and then we jump to some knights that are in the forest. And they're spooked, and they're all like, we are trying to find that girl, and then they run into a dragon, and then they are scared. Well, he blows fire right at them, so, like, I would be scared too. Anyways, these guys are called the Fat Swordsman and the Skinny Swordsman. They're here for comic relief, but that's what they're credited as. Uh, Fat Swordsman is Terry Klassen, who also does the Baker in town, um... And he's iconic. His he's real good. upsets me. <laughs> uh... Skinny Swordsman is also Peter Kellamus, our boy Otto and Pim. Oh, what a dude. <laughs> his, his beautiful roles, his amazing voices. <laughs> and then we jump to um, Hobie, Hobie and Penelope, who are picking ba- berries so that they can make some paint for their girl Rapunzel. And she's like, stop eating the berries, Hobie. And Hobie's all like, I don't know what you're talking about, bunch. And then she starts squashing it with her foot, and then her dad sees her and berates her, and he's all like, what are you doing? She's like, I wanted to make paint for Rapunzel, and he's all like, for that girl? Awful. Awful. You're horrible. Everything about you is a disappointment to me. And I'm like, yep, that's just what dads be like. Anyways, they give her the berries, and she's all like, oh, thank you so much. I don't know what to say, as she kind of looks in disgust at the- (laughs) That's not how paint works, guys. But then she, they're all like, oh, no, we forgot the important part, a paintbrush. And Hobie is like, just use this one. I could have sworn it was a hairbrush yesterday, though. And Barbie's like, that? Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. And they're yeah, like, that's weird. Whatever, girl, just paint. And she's like, okay. So she dips it into the berry mush, and she goes to a wall, <laughs> and she starts to paint, and then it's sparkly and blue and magic. And they're like, how did you do that? She's like, I don't know. I was imagining the sky. And then she does the same with the grass. And then it's a magic paintbrush. And it's like a perfect mural of the town. And Toby's like, you don't even need paint. See, I could have had more berries. And I admit, he he got me with that one. It was pretty funny. Um. (laughs) Gotta admit. Um, I don't know how, maybe a butterfly like flies through. Yeah, well, it looked kind of like she painted one and it came to life, which concerns me <laughs> that that would be allowed, but it might have just been through the portal. Okay, okay, let's talk about Rapunzel's magic painting for a second. Um, She paints, she paints the village. She paints the village and it's a portal into the village, um, which they discover because Penelope and her big tail accidentally knocks Hobie into it. Um, and then he comes back. Really. What if Rapunzel hadn't painted a real location? Um, can Rapunzel make pocket dimensions? We do actually realize later in the film that the answer is yes. But anyways, what if Rapunzel tried to paint the village, but hadn't gotten it exactly right? And ended up in a weird mirror dimension that was almost like the village, but not quite? Um, like It also <laughs> takes you to the location you want to be. Because right. she paints the tower later, but she paints a picture of the tower. She's not outside the tower. She's in the tower. Right. But And it's like just an overview. And then she's like wherever she wants to be. 
Mm-hmm. Thing. And then I just feel like there's a different movie in here where Rapunzel gets trapped in a dream world of her own creation. And like that feels like her freedom, but it's actually just escapism that she can't bring herself to leave. Um, anyways, that's uh, unrelated, basically. But so <laughs> she goes through the painting. Uh, Hobie's like, are you crazy? You could wind up a blob of paint. And like, sometimes that rabbit be thinking. Anyways. Anyway, she goes through and she runs into the prince again. And he's like, I didn't get your name last time. And she's like, oh, it's Rapunzel. And he's like, oh, my name is... She's like, do not tell me. It's like, okay. You're mysterious. I like it. It's <laughs> like, hey, could you help me find the maker of this paintbrush? And he's like, yeah, sure. So they go to the blacksmith in town. And he's like... The silversmith. And he's like, oh, you're high. And then Prince, what's his face, shakes his head. He's like, no, 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 no. Well, he's like signaling with his arms like wildly. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you're hi, 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 hello, gentle folk, how are you? And Rapunzel looks behind her and Stefan's like, standing up straight, trying to act normal, like. And he's all like, oh, I do know that, know this craftsmanship. Um, It was made by my brother. And she's like, oh, that's excellent. Could I speak with him? He's like, actually, uh, he's in Wilhelm's kingdom. And she's like, well, can I, can we go there? And he's like, no. <laughs> and he kind of looks at the prince and. The prince, he's like, what am I supposed to say, dude? Right. Because there's no traveling between the two kingdoms. And she's like, oh, you must miss him terribly. And he's like, well, yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, it's real sad, honestly. And the prince feels and bad. And Stefan feels bad. And then they go back to the castle kind of garden area. And they chat in. And then, um, well, it jumps back to Penelope and the rabbit. And he's like, oh, Gotharilla is almost here. And Penelope's like, she just put my dad in charge of guarding Rapunzel. If Rapunzel isn't here, she's going to do something to my dad, and I don't know what, and I am scared. So after some deliberation and fear, she goes through the portal to go find Rapunzel, and Hobie goes to stall um, Gothel, and it's painful. I don't, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> he really does his best, but Gothel could not care less whether he lived or died, so... He tries to, like, jump on her feet, and I'm like, she's on a dragon, dude. You ain't stopping that. You Yeah. He's he's really trying so hard. And Otto's like, give him to me. I'll save you the lucky rabbit's feet. And <laughs> That's... he makes so many noises. I know. Um, and then she just kicks him off her feet. And he does fall from a height that would have killed him if he didn't land on some bushes. So like... He risked life and limb for this. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Penelope goes through and she finds Rapunzel and she's like... Oh, after Stefan invites her to the prince's uh, birthday ball. Yeah, and she's like, wow, you must be important if you're invited to the prince's birthday. And he's like, eh, not. <laughs> not really. <laughs> so uh, Penelope shows up and he draws his sword and she's like, wait, that's my friend. And he's like, you're friends with a dragon? And she's like, don't judge me, dude. Penelope's like she just puts her finger on the sword and puts it down and she's like See if somebody could get seriously hurt with that thing and I'm like Penelope I love you <laughs> so then she's like you need to come back Gothel is almost here um, and I don't know what she'll do to my dad so Barbie's all like okay and then she's like I gotta go dude and he's like no way and she's like I'll see you tonight and he's like okay I'll recognize you with your hair and she's like <laughs> you think and then she draws the portal to the castle and then they go through to she draws it on a door very specifically which is important for later yeah they she draws it on a door and then they go through and then they push the dresser in front of the portal mm-hmm. so gothel doesn't notice anything luckily they got there in better time than it seemed like mm-hmm. so they make it and then gothel leaves and then she's all like, well, what am I going to wear to the ball? And then she starts painting some dresses on the wall and she steps into the dress and then she comes back out and she's wearing the, the dress. Scene. And I'm like, that was super fun. And it's really <laughs> exciting, actually. I love that scene. The scene has the least plot importance to the entire film, but it's also the best scene of the entire film. The film was made so that Barbie could draw some dresses on herself. And then they're all like, she's like, hmm, too plain. And then she puts the paintbrush to the dress and then like reworks it. She, so she's like a Bo Peep. 
Oh, and it's so nice. They're playing this special music with the eyes. And then she's and wearing like uh, an avant-garde sort of uh, paint dress. Which is when, in the geometric dress, is when she's like in a pocket dimension, definitely. she's. We see her in the wall in like a weird geometric world and yeah. then she steps out, which I find fascinating. She fixes the dress with lots of sparkles and lots of magic and they're all like, oh, it's super pretty and it's pretty and sparkly. And good for Barbie dolls to sell. And uh, then they give her a mask and she's like, oh, guys. Oh, yeah, they made her one. Oh, I'll cry. They're so sweet. They're friends. Otto, the little snitch, is at the window and he's like, hmm. And then he grabs an <laughs> uh, uh, invitation and then goes to the mistress. And she's all like, she thinks she can leave. And then she goes back and uh, destroys the portal and she's all like, you look amazing in your little party outfit. And then she cuts her hair and Rude. takes it and, set, and then jumps on her dragon. And she destroys the paintbrush. I mourn that paintbrush. That paintbrush was so important to me. Back and we get <gasps> oh, an <laughs> But sometimes life is just like that, you know? I, I mean, I guess. But it was a magic paintbrush and it could make portals and dresses. Do, 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 do. Oh, and she casts a spell in the tower so that Rapunzel can never leave. Um, Specifically, uh, a prisoner with a lying heart cannot leave. Never it's release the, a prisoner the, with the, a lying heart. With a lying heart. Um, <laughs> the meter of her spell poem is not very good. Like a C minus. Yeah, um. good. And then she's all like, she obviously escaped under your, your watch, Hugo. And Hugo the dragon is all like, what? And then she puts him in a chain and he's very upset. So then Gothel wears Rapunzel's hair and a mask and a little outfit. And she goes to trick the prince. Oh, also before that, before we actually get to the party, we cut to King Wilhelm, who we're seeing for the first time. Oh, yeah. Who's also planning to crash the party with his troops and uh, fight uh, Stefan's dad. Sometimes dads just gotta fight. You wanna know who voices King Wilhelm? Who? It's Christopher Gaze. It's Major Mint. Major Mint? We have so many boys coming back this time. <laughs> Reprising. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she runs into a maze and the prince follows her. and Because she's got the hair. He's all like, where are we going? And I'm like, you fool, Rapunzel isn't coy like this. And then they go but to the she's mysterious. of the maze, and then she drops the hair and takes off the hat and mask. And he's all like, what? It's hey, some old lady, and he's not super into it. And she's like, you're ruining my plans. And then she tries to murder him, and he runs. Right. And Otto is incredibly into it, because he's real horny. <laughs> we jump back, and Penelope is all like, dad we have to help Rapunzel and he's like I don't have to do anything for no one and she's like literally she came back she was free but she came back so that you wouldn't die because I knew Gotham would like destroy you or something he's like I didn't know that my bad well if she wasn't lying then Rapunzel can leave and she's like loophole and then she um flies up to the tower and she's like Rapunzel you didn't lie you can leave and Rapunzel's like well maybe and then she jumps out onto the back of her dragon friend and they're like I'm free and then they go back down, and her dad is all like, you have to fly over the magic wall and say stop her. And she's all like, I can't. He's like, do you believe a mighty dragon can fly over the wall? And she's like, yeah, of course. And he's like, then I need you to believe that you are a mighty dragon. because." <sighs> and then suddenly she can fly over the wall, because the moral of this story is that if you give your children um, encouragement, and um, actual like life lessons, and you tell them what they're doing wrong and how they can you can help them, and you give them encouragement and good words. They can do things. Don't be a bastard. It's the lesson of this movie. I don't even need to cover the rest of the movie because that was the moral. Yeah, that was it. That was the important plot. And guys, bye. We're done. Um. Anyways, dads be proud. He specifically was like, "I'm proud of you," and I'm like, "Oh." <sighs> um. But they do leave him behind to die because he's chained there and it's they, fine. They yeah, so they fly over the um, wall, which is very high, and then they go to the uh, the party, and then it cuts back to Gothel, who is trying to murder the prince still, and also she- Stefan is doing as good as he can against a lady with magic. Like, uh, he's running a lie real good, which is about- He uh, tries reflecting her spell back at her with a reflective thing, which worked in the last movie, but she just catches it. 
and laughs at him and his pitiful efforts. Um, They're trying to teach kids things um, <laughs> about magic and fairies. Um, <laughs> and then his kid siblings show up and the girls throw fruit and the boy like gets her arm with an arrow against the wall and then she's all like i literally hate children and then tries to murder them (laughs) this woman don't play around she do not um and then uh they get away from her temporarily but the party is going from bad to worse because wilhelm is getting inside he took out all the guards and then he just waltzes into the party yeah and then they're all like wilhelm and then people start sword fighting and the guests all scatter and then they're fighting, and then the prince shows up and defends his father with the last second, and then Barbie shows up, and, well, actually, Barbie isn't there yet. Um, Gothel comes back, and she's all like, Wilhelm, and he's like, Gothel? What are you you doing here? And she's all like, he's like, you know her? And... Yeah, Stefan's like, you know this lady? Because she's been trying to murder him for, like, several minutes here. To murder me this whole night. He's all like, (laughs) I, I've seen your daughter, I think, because, like, she was just here, like, this today, earlier today. And he's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, she's the one who took your daughter, I think. Yeah. Well, Gothel reveals this herself because she's just, like, giving up on the 18-year plan or whatever. I don't I don't get her. You know? So, like, you loved me. He's like, no, we were friends. And she's like, friends? <laughs> she, like... You know, there's a lot of characters who deal very well, very poorly with being friend-zoned in media. You know, we got our Severus Snapes. We got... We got, um, in Megamind, that dude. Oh, yeah. He did a real bad job. But, like, this lady, she's up there with the worst of them. Like... So, with rejection... Yeah, she literally just kidnapped the kid, and she's like, well... Well, because she was like, she would have been my daughter, so she belongs to me. And it's like, lady, he dodged a bullet with that woman. (laughs) Oh, oh, oof. (laughs) Um, anyways, then they fight her a little bit, and Rapunzel shows up, and she's all like, stop fighting. And then she's all like, she's after me. I don't remember how she gets her Gothel to follow her. Well, uh, Gothel is gonna blast them, and then, uh, the prince trips her with a barrel, and she hits a chandelier, and then everything's on fire, even though it's, like, a stone ground. Yeah, and so, then, I don't know, Gothel just wants to blast her, I guess, and so she's following her while Rapunzel is running off. Running, and then she runs specifically to the door area where she painted the tower earlier, and she waits just long enough to run into the doorway, and then right when Gothel's- She gives Gothel a last chance. She's like, we, we, we can give this up. I can forgive you for all those years. If, as, if there's long as there's no more pain, we can all just be together. And she's like, and be made a fool of? Never! And then sh- they go through and she shuts the door on her. And then she runs into the, um, the tower. And Gothel does, in fact, have a lying heart, so she can't leave. Yeah. And for some reason, being trapped in that tower counteracts all of her other spells, so Dragon Dad is free from his chains, and the wall disintegrates. The ferret is all, like, there for her. He goes after her into the painting. Right. He's like, Mistress, wait for me. Um. It really upsets me how well you are at doing his voice. <laughs> it's, a, it's a not happy time for me. <laughs> I have to add something to the podcast. Anyways, she finds out Wilhelm is her dad, and then the evil lady is trapped, and then it goes back to them, and they're like, yay. And there is a smooch in this movie, Barbie, mm. and Ken Kiss, which is to say Rapunzel and Stefan. They get married, <laughs> and her mom is there, and she's pretty, but she doesn't get any words. And then they're all like, she lived happily ever after. Otto is a slave forever for that lady. He's making her tea that wasn't steeped for six and a half minutes. And he's like, he's not so happy with her anymore. His horniness levels have lowered. They've been decreased. So then she's all like, the lesson is that the magic is in your heart. Oh, oh, oh. The last shot of the story is Rapunzel and Stefan at their new palace. They're walking along a beach and it's the same beach that Barbie drew and that Rapunzel drew. And the, the, the story went into at the beginning. It all comes together. That's where their palace is. It's very beautiful. And then it's back out of the painting. And she's all like, yeah. 
do you think you can paint now? And Kelly says some stuff. Okay, okay. Because Barbie tells Kelly that her paintbrush is magic because the magic comes from in here. And she points at her heart. And Kelly's like, oh, I get it. Her secret was that she painted what she dreamed. And they smile at each other. And like any of that just made sense and was a good lesson or moral or anything. Mm, I don't think any of that made sense. (laughs) Anyways, that's the end. The magic is in your heart, and also give your children encouragement. <laughs> the end. I think those are actually pretty good morals. I'm into it. Um, how would you rate this movie? Okay, uh, the last movie, I think you gave it an 8 out of 10, and I gave it a 6 I, plus. I decided to be harsher. The first one okay. I gave a lot are because we... I was all like, it was their first attempt. They did a nice job. They did, um, yeah. This movie is well, they're so creative. Their plots, like, you know, they always are, like, weirdly Shakespearean in, like, the levels of deception that go on in these movies. Whenever I do (laughs) things, I'm always nice because I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Um, (laughs) But I would probably... And also because we love them, and so it's, it's like... it's so hard. I'm all like, how could I rate them any less than 10 out of 10? I literally... I love Barbie movies so much. (laughs) Um, I... Probably a six, I think. Okay. I don't know. On animation, it's not great. There's some oof, some squishy, painful bits. Um, there are also the some scenes really without music though, again, and the music is really good. When they play music, it is so good. Um, when Gothel is chasing Stefan, there's no music, and it's so silent, so quiet. <laughs> um, um, I think that the fight choreography in the last movie was better. When they're sword fighting in this one, it's just not that interesting kind of boring and plain and you're like eh, whatever dude <laughs> um but yeah how would you rate it oh boy i gave the last one like a six plus um i think that i like this movie better than the last one but i don't know i don't know if it is a better movie i don't know well the other one i think they had better points in both of them this one had original right. music Yes, and the original music is so perfect. Barbie movies have so many good songs. Um, I don't know. I might give this one a seven. Okay. Good rating. Okay. Did you have I'm anything into it. else to add to Barbie Rapunzel? Um, I don't think so. You told me you had nine pages of notes. Yeah, you know, they were... <laughs> they were notes on the movie so I could remember anything that happened in it literally at all. I we have some stuff that I didn't say, but the, it, it would I would just have to read all this. It wouldn't be good. It would not be a good podcast. Hey guys, I wrote some notes on Barbie movies, and I'm gonna read them right now verbatim. <laughs> um, anyways, Barbie Rapunzel is a very enjoyable movie. The music is really fun. It has some good sparkle animation. Um, the magic is like, um, it's like wishful, and it makes me. Like, it yes, it's just ideal. Magic, it yes, me, like, exactly. It's just good. It's the kind of thing that you keep thinking about it because that is what you want. It is a very wish fulfillment kind of thing. For the most part, and- I like recommend that people watch every Barbie movie, but there is some <laughs> that I'll be like, don't watch this movie. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Barbie movies slap. Hey, right? Yeah. Barbie movies slap. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, thanks so much. See you guys next month. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Woo. Bye.